All right, we're back for another episode. I believe this is episode 69 of the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. I'm Cliff, your host, Chocolate Buddha, or Buddha. Uh, he's not here today. I'm not in the mobile man cave. And as you probably already know, my backup location is Studio Noah. All right, so for new listeners, uh, you know, this is a podcast mainly about the lives of foreigners in Tokyo, but it's also about Tokyo's international community as a whole, uh, which also includes Japanese people. We've been doing this almost two years now. You know, when I think back to all the other episodes, we've had a lot of leaders on here, a lot of community leaders on the podcast, some men and women on the forefront of, let's see, uh, promoting social justice, entrepreneurship, technology, LGBTQ plus rights, women's rights and empowerment, healthy lifestyle, and a lot more. And today we have two more awesome community leaders. I'll let them introduce themselves. Wow, what an intro. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to go first? After you. It's your Global Japan fam, Daisha, and you are listening to the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast from my favorite corner in the world, Shibuya, Tokyo, Japan. Uh, my name's Mariko, Mariko. Um, I guess I should give my first last name too. My name's Mariko McDeer, and uh, I am co-founder, and uh, I don't have a proper title yet, for Maimizu, which is uh, Japan's first water refill app, free water refill app. And um, I'm also co-founder of Social Innovation Japan, which is a community based here in Tokyo. Um, I grew up actually in the UK, but my mother is Japanese, and I moved here just under six years ago and to start living here, working here, and eventually ended up setting up my own organization. My name's Robin. I just want to first of all say thank you so much for having us. We're massive fans of the podcast. Oh, no problem. No problem. <laughs> and I'm massive fans of my Mizu, so yeah, <laughs> it's working out. So my, my background is I, I was uh, born here in Tokyo, and then I moved to the UK uh, when I was three years old. My mum's from, uh, originally from a place called Sendai up in Miyagi Prefecture. Yes. And my father's from a, a small town in Wales in the UK, and they met over here uh, many moons ago. And um, yeah, I've been moving back and forth my whole life, uh, and I'm now based in Tokyo. And I've, I've been working with uh, environmental issues uh, such as climate change for uh, almost a decade now, which kind of gives away my age a bit. But, uh, <laughs> and I'm also the co-founder um, of MyMizu, which is, as Mariko mentioned, a new uh, big environmental project we're working on right now as well as social innovation Japan. as well as sorry that's right yeah. i forget yeah <laughs> i'm also the co-founder and director of, uh, of social innovation japan now robin i believe we met at uh what was it it was an on one event it was yes at um, great night great night. the hive that's right yes and yes. actually yan fan introduced us that's right shout out to yan Yay, shout out to yan she's one of my favorite <laughs> leaders <laughs> Out there, she is awesome. Yeah, yes. she's awesome. Shout out to Yana Cold Chrysalis. Woo-hoo. Yeah, so we met there, and then Mariko, I I don't think we spoke, but I met you at a, a social innovation Japan event. Yeah, um, I can't remember. Was that the, the women in sustainability yes. one? Yeah, yeah, I remember. You're yes. one of the the men in the room. Yeah. I was yes, like, yay! I'm one of the men. <laughs> men are welcome <laughs> too. <laughs> exactly. That so great. Um, Thank you. all about you know women empowerment. All right. And I also met Keiko that oh, day. Yeah. Shame she can't be Shout here out today. to Keiko. Shout out she to Keiko. Yes. Awesome. We would not be doing this today were it not for her. So, so it's, it's you three who are the founders of Social Innovation Japan. Right? Yes. That's right. All yeah. Right. 
I want to get her on the podcast. Yeah, oh, yeah. You definitely, should. you should. Yeah. yeah, so interesting. Yeah, that can go yeah. for like three hours. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh oh. Okay, yeah. She must got some stories, you know, because we love stories. Right? So. Awesome. For sure. Yeah. So tell us what my Mizu is about and what's the mission. Sure. So my Mizu is uh, Japan's first free water refill platform, and our, and our big mission is to radically reduce plastic consumption. As you know, if you walk around the streets of Tokyo, you will see so much plastic wrapping, right? And so what we're trying to do is tackle this issue of plastic consumption, starting with plastic bottles.、Uh, just to give you some context, Japan produces 22 billion. Uh, plastic bottles every year. Wow! In one year, in one country, right? And if you add that up、um, end to end, you can go around the world 126 times. Wow! Awesome fact. <laughs> and that's just drinks bottles、that's、as well. That drinks, doesn't、yeah. that doesn't include things like soy sauce or you know cooking、yeah. yeah. bottles. Yeah. yeah. And whenever I say that, people say, "Yeah, but the the recycling in Japan is is fantastic." And and in many ways, it is that you know Japan is a very advanced country.、Uh, but if you look at the data, we lose about 11 percent to incineration. To、um, landfill and also to rivers and the ocean, so we actually lose a huge percentage of that.、Um, and what that means is, you know, it's it's a very significant、uh, environmental problem,、um, and it, it ultimately gets back into our systems, right? Our food systems, our, wa- our water systems.、Um, so it's a serious problem that not too many people are focusing on. So what we do is we、uh, created a a very simple smartphone app called My Mizu. It's free. You can get it on the App Store and soon to come on the Android.、Um, yes, I've been waiting. <laughs>、um, I, I suck. I'm an Android user. <laughs> no, no, no. We no. get daily comments being like, <laughs> "So, where is the Android version? It's coming. We're working on it. Android is complicated." <laughs> you know, living in Japan, I'm just like, I go to you know, every time I'm at a store or something like Don Quixote, and I'm. Looking at accessories for cell phones like iPhone, 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 iPhone. <laughs> no Android stuff. Yeah, yeah something like seventy percent iPhone and then thirty percent Android or,、yeah. or something like that, right?、Okay. From what I've heard. Yeah.、Um, in Japan, but you know, we do also、um, accommodate a lot of inbound travelers, people coming from abroad, and and especially in that segment, we see a lot of Android usage. So yeah, we're we're working hard on the Android version. Cool, cool. But,、um, but just to give you a snapshot of the app、mm-hmm. itself, so we、uh, created a very simple platform where you can find your nearest water refill spot. So you can just carry your own bottle or your own mug, and you can walk around anywhere in Japan and refill at one of our eight、uh, thousand refill stations. Eight thousand refill stations. Yeah, it's a lot. But so what that means is we have both public spots, so that means、uh, water fountains and train stations and parks, as well as partner businesses. So recently we've been partnering with cafes, with restaurants, with hotels, and you can just walk into any of those places without buying anything and get free water and walk right out. Wow, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Now, how did you how did you go about mapping out all those locations? Might be quite a technical one. So. <laughs> <laughs>、um, so we actually started out with a. So I don't know if you're familiar with open data and data that's provided、uh, both by governments, but also there's this movement called、um, OpenStreetMap. And so a lot of people have already contributed a lot of data into an open platform, which has mapped out, for example, one of many things, water fountains.、Um, so that was our starting point. Data that people have already contributed and put together, and then we built on top of that user-submitted data.、Um, so we've had since we launched, I think, over 800 new points added by users. So people have in, within the app, you can add a point if you come across it and it's not in the in the map already.、Wow. So say you come across a park and you're like, oh, that fountain doesn't exist on this map. You can take a photo and you can submit it. So we've had over 800 since we launched two months ago,、um, and also, like Robin said, businesses coming on board as well. So they can sign up through our website, and then we 
do an approval process and then they go onto our app as well as a different colored dot so you can tell that it's a business. Some very cool cafes and yeah. restaurants. Ooh. I actually yeah. just came from one of them. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Got, my, got my water. I also had lunch there, but I got a refill as well, so it was great. Lemon water. I see lemon, lemon water. water. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> wow, that's, that's awesome. So the user, like, users can add locations and also, like, I guess businesses. And, exactly. Wow, yeah. that's, like, pretty cool. Because I'm like, at first I was like, are they, like... Running around or the whole <laughs> Japan. <laughs> like, yeah. That was the original plan. Let me thought that might take a while. I mean, yeah, to be honest, like, if we just provided the data for people, I think it'd be far less effective. But our goal is to really engage people and, you know, create this movement and to Great create um, sort of this environment where people feel like they have ownership over how things are done. And so if you can contribute data that someone else is going to use, I think that's much more powerful than us being like, hey, look, we, we made this data for you to use. Please use it. That's great. Now, Every brilliant idea has a story behind it, right? Or like a moment that kind of put someone or something into action. Like what was that for you for you guys in starting My Mizu? The, the origin story, actually, it, it occurred about a year and a half ago. So we were in this beautiful island called Miyakojima. I highly recommend it. A stunning place in Okinawa. And um, there are all these beautiful beaches, right? Like kind of like heaven on earth, right? And these crystal blue waters and things. But we went to a few uh, beaches that were kind of more removed from the, the, the kind of standard tourist trail, right? And the more we, we walked away from those kinds of places, the more we just found these huge piles of rubbish. So on the main beaches, there was nothing. As soon as you walk away into the quieter areas, we just found these massive, massive piles of plastic bottles, plastic uh, debris from the ocean. And that was a real wake-up call because, you know, we've been working in this field for, for many years now and, and just seeing that in Japan really kind of um, hit home how bad the situation was. And then we started telling people like, hey, look, we found this, these huge piles of rubbish on the beach. Um, and then our friends would say, hey, it's the same thing in Hokkaido. It's the same thing in Toyama. It's the same thing in Kagawa. And it's happening like all across the country, right? So that was kind of the moment where we thought, this is crazy. Like we live in a country where we, drink, we can drink water from the tap, right? We are surrounded by drinkable, beautiful, tasty water. Mm. And yet we're buying hundreds of millions, if not billions of bottles every year, which a large percentage end up, you know, on the beaches and the oceans. So we thought, let's do something about it. And I was reading about... Um there's this big misconception of bottled water being more safe than tap water, right? Mm. Yeah. Can can you uh, add something to that, or what, what are your thoughts on that? Uh, well, I should know the stats off the top of my head. I can't think of it, but there was a recent study which said as you're more likely to get higher content plastic content in a pet bottle of water than you do from tap water. And Tokyo tap water is you know so well treated that it's actually you know it's very safe to drink, whereas you, you may be drinking. You know, higher quantity, consuming higher quantities of plastic by drinking a pet bottle mm. water, for example. And some people say um, the taste is very different, but actually, mm. there have been many blind taste tests done, and a lot of the time, actually, the the purified or mineral water is less tasty than tap water, right? Wow. So a lot of it is just branding and marketing, mm. especially in Japan. I mean, that being said, there are legitimate cases where, of course, tap water is not drinkable in many countries. But in Japan, we really have no excuse uh, to buy of these billions of, mm. of bottles. So it's, it's depending on the country, basically. Mm. In yeah. many cases, yeah. We, we also, we've been approached by local authorities or local governments, for example, who you know, are really proud of their water and they're famous, maybe only just locally, but, you know, they have delicious, you know, mountain, like filtered water that tastes amazing. You've got these natural springs. And so in that, especially in that kind of situation, whether you're a local or a visitor going through, it makes no sense to be drinking bottled water that may not even taste as good as the, the local water. 
Um, but right now, for example, if you're a tourist and you're traveling through, I don't know, a remote part of Kyoto and you don't know where to find water, you're just going to end up buying a bottled drink yes. if you don't have access to that information. So that's a huge waste. Um, so that's one area that we, we can like indicate where people can go and try this amazing water instead of buying a bottle. Yeah, and it's also cheaper, right? Uh, oh, it's a lot cheaper, yeah. So if, if you save, what, ten, let's say you refill 10 times a week, if one bottle costs 110 yen, what's that, like 1,100 yen? Is my, is my math correct? My math is <laughs> Something like that, <laughs> right? I'm, I'm, not, I'm not a math guy either, but yeah, you're, you're saving a fair bit of money as well. Um, wow. So, like, what, what can people, you know, I guess some people want to know or be assured that tap water is safe? Is there a way they can find out, like... Mm. how how safe it is um so for tap water itself i mean in japan i think we're fairly lucky with the the way it's processed okay um i mean there are concerns for example after we had the the disaster up in the yes north um in 2011 and i think in some cases trust still hasn't returned um as far as i understand the radiation levels are not high enough to cause any damage um but you know, I'm not an expert on this and I would leave that to people to, to decide for themselves. But I think particularly in the areas that, you know, the rest of Japan, like this is, you know, water that's going through highly trusted systems. And the government's very stringent with their safety tests that like they wouldn't okay. let uh, people drink unsafe water. So there have been a lot of studies carried out on this. And, and yeah, we wouldn't be doing this if there were any risks mm-hmm. in, from that perspective. You know, we know that tap water is safe. We know that it's better f- for the environment for us not to buy loads of bottled water every day. Um, is there any reason for plastic bottles to still be produced? Like, you know, because one thing I was thinking about was um, like disasters, right? You know, always, you know, they tell you in your disaster kit, keep bottled water, stuff like that. So, and then there's, uh, I don't know, the, what was it, the Typhoon number 15? And cheap, mm. they yeah. hit, hit cheaper really hard, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. And there were a lot of homes without power, without you know water. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that? <laughs> so actually, my background—the whole reason I got into this thing was actually because of the tsunami in 2011. So my, I, I mentioned my mum from from up in yes. uh, Miyagi Prefecture Sendai. originally in Sendai. Yeah. yeah, and so I actually came back from the UK because of the tsunami, um, and I spent a lot of time in the area affected. Um, and so I actually worked a lot with natural disasters over the past uh, seven, eight years. And definitely, I mean, what you're saying is 100% um, you know, accurate. Yeah, of course, you do need to have bottled water in certain cases. Um, but I think our big push is to eradicate unnecessary plastic, right? Plastic itself, you know... It comes from oil. It's it's not the best product, but it does actually have a lot of benefits. It's malleable. It's cheap. Um, it it is. It does stop a lot of food loss, for example. Yes. But just I think the issue is cutting down where it's not fully necessary. And like bottled water is is one example. Yes. Um, and for us, we want to start with bottled water, but then I think just by reducing one bottle of water, you can actually start to think about, oh, do I really need that plastic bag? Uh, do I need to you know buy that straw? Do I need to you know? It kind of makes you question everything around. So that's why we always say we're starting off with plastic bottles, but our goal is actually much broader to make people think about the way that we consume and how it affects our world around us. You you hit a good point, and it was something I was going to bring up was that you know, I guess I, you know a lot of people live their life every day without concern for the environment, right? I mean, we just you know it's it's life. You know, we got work, we got we just got so much stuff to deal with every day, right? But you know, following you guys and and, and seeing everything that you're doing. 
has made me more aware of my usage of plastic. And now, you know, when I do go to like the Combini and I see them like double bag and stuff, <laughs> I'm just like, I feel bad, you know, I'm starting to feel bad, you know, and I, I know it's ultimately, it's not, it's something that everyone has to be a part of and everybody, everyone has to be on board with, even like big companies, right? Yeah. Um, it's not just us little itty bitty people, but you know, it's everyone, it t- takes a collective effort. Um, but I can definitely say, yeah, I'm more aware of um, my plastic use, and now I just need to put it into action. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think there's like a it's start quite carrying my bottle, <laughs> my my mizu bottle. Yes, yeah. please. Yeah. yeah, I think it's quite common for people to feel like their you know their single action will make no difference. Yes, um, but actually, you know, I I represent this organization called the Circular Economy Club in Tokyo, and it's all about sustainability, and particularly about how you can introduce. Or change how you do business so that it's more sustainable in a way that makes sense for your business as well. And, you know, just some of the workshops we've done or some of the work we've done with companies through that or through my other work, you know, often you'll hear from companies, well, there's no demand from the consumer or like, you know, the, the consumer has to change for us to be able to do that. And on the consumer side, you're like, well, I don't have any options, so you've got to provide me some options, and then I'll go for the more sustainable option. And it's like, well, something has to come first. And yeah. you know, one of our goals with MyMizu is to say, well, look, you have, you know, these tens of thousands of users who have a MyBotteru. They're carrying, you know, they're demanding a more sustainable choice. And if you can show that to a company, then you lower the risk for them to try something new when it comes to sustainable sustainability, new materials, or even like a new business model, um, which I think having spent the last few years talking to companies about that is something that they need to really set out on this journey. And if, if I can add to that, you know, yeah. when we talk about my music, some people say, yeah, but Japanese people don't carry bottles, right? <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, first of all, that's, that's not true. But secondly, if you look at any average kindergarten or um, elementary school, I guarantee you kids will have their, their um, water bottle, right? That's the standard kit. So as we grow up in Japan, you know, we, we have a bottle. But then as we grow older, we start to rely on the convenience stores. We start to rely on the vending machines, right? There's something like 50,000 um, convenience stores around the country. Yeah. So, we're, you know, we're battling against a giant here. This is yeah. kind of like and David vending machines. Right? Yeah, vending wow. machines. Everywhere. So, exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so what we're trying to do is, is make it more convenient than the vending machine, make it more convenient than the convenience store itself, right? Um, and just to touch on your earlier point, you know, I, I think when we talk about climate change and sustainability, these, these are huge issues, right? And it's often overwhelming as an individual. Like, what can I possibly do? Yeah. Um, but for us, what we're trying to do is to move away from this mindset of like sacrificing, you know? I have to sacrifice my plastic. I have to sacrifice <laughs> my steak or, you know, I have to sacrifice traveling abroad, right? But actually what we're trying to do is say, well, look, you can actually build a new life. This is a, a chance to do something completely new, uh, a new responsible and conscious way of living where you can have fun, you can make friends, you can do all kinds of great stuff. So let's move away from the negative and shift the dialogue to a much more positive direction where we can then move forward. And that's why our, our whole tagline is less plastic, more fun, because we want to make it fun, right? Gotcha. And actually, one of the best uh, comments we got about our um, our app after launching in uh, in September was, it's better than Pokemon Go, right? <laughs> now, that's quite a generous comment, I must yeah. say. But that's our goal is to make it more fun than, than yeah. Pokemon Go. I agree. That's a, that's a good way to do it. Now, compared to a lot of other countries, um, from my understanding, Japan, it's not a huge, like, activism country, right? You know, like, especially, like, environmental activism. Why do you think that's the case? 
That's a very interesting question. I, I think the culture itself is is not so um, conducive to you know, mass demonstrations. If you look back at the 80s, there is, of course, a huge history of student riots and so on. But recently, you know, we've been active in the, in the kind of demonstration um, world, especially after the tsunami. You know, I remember going out there and being, uh, you know, with the anti-nuclear demonstrations and stuff. But what was really interesting was in the beginning, it was young people, right? The, the artists, the musicians, you know. And then as time went by, and this is just my personal reflection, the average age went up a long, a long way. So um, there, I think there was a, a certain demographic shift. But I think if you look recently, things like Fridays for Future is, is a big movement involving mainly school children, right, and okay. young people. And they're demanding climate action from leaders in government, in, in companies and so on. And so I, I'm actually full of hope in terms of young people really taking the lead and kind of making this you know happen from the grassroots level yeah um, and every i think every few months they, they have a demonstration again led by young people for young people mm. and there are more of these things happening so I, i'm i'm full of hope mm. i think if i can add something to that mm-hmm. um there is definitely the sense of i mean the idea of mewaku about you know yes. putting this disconvenient inconveniencing other people or you know, making life difficult for someone else. I think that very much goes hand in hand with an, a mentality that it's not the right thing to demonstrate or to do anything. And I think also to your point earlier about whether you can have an impact as an individual through your individual actions. Um, I've been surprised at the number of people I've spoken to who I would have put down as the kind of person who would go to a, a demonstration if it was for a certain cause, who are like, yeah, but it doesn't make any difference. Like you might as well you know, take a different strategy, maybe, you know, talk to a politician or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I think there has been a view that demonstrating achieves nothing, perhaps because there is a history of, you know, protests maybe not leading to change as well. Mm -hmm. But I I feel like with Fridays for Future, for example, people have seen the impact that Greta has had just through starting her own thing. And I think it's so empowering to see someone else do something and the impact that that can have and be like, oh, maybe I can do that too. Like maybe I have the potential to create change. I think that's a shift that we're starting to see, especially with high schoolers and young people here in Japan. That's definitely a great point. So um, I got a question for you too. I, I know it's putting you on the spot, right? But um, <laughs> Go for it. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm bracing myself. So share one thing about the other person. Let us know what makes the other person a great leader in the community. <laughs> Take your pick from the, yeah, the millions of things question, you can pick from. <laughs> yeah. You said the questions would be easy, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that, that was like the curveball. That was a curveball. Yeah. Um, let me have a think. Yeah, take your time. A lot of things I could say. Just one thing. I, I think, okay, mm-hmm. for me, Mariko is a phenomenal um, empathizer. She, like, honestly, you can empathize with, I, I have like, no, not zero empathy, I have very low empathy <laughs> com- compared to Mariko, uh-huh. um, where she listens and she's, I think she really um, understands what motivates people and how to move people forward. Um, and that is an incredible skill that, that I, I admire. And I think on the flip side, you're very good at, not caring what people think <laughs> but in a in a way that's actually really helpful when you have to when you have to stand up in front of people and say look this is what we need to do and to be that leader and to put your hand up and say this is what we're going to do join us um in full confidence that you know it's the right direction to be going in and to to bring people with you because people follow you and i think that's incredibly powerful likewise <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get out of here, tell us about the campaign. 
Yeah. Exciting stuff. So, yeah, so, 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 we just launched a crowdfunding campaign on Kickstarter. Uh, we launched on Wednesday, the 21st of November at 8 a.m. 20th, 20th. Oh, sorry, 20th. Um, and we're crowdfunding for our next kind of big step up. So, you know, honestly, what's been incredible is, you know, we've been, do- we've been working on this for what, three or four months now. Um, I feel like I've aged about 15 years <laughs> in this, in this few months. Um, but, you know, we've we've gone we've built zero, from zero to where we are now with no money, uh, very little time, no office, um, and it's been a it's been a hell of a journey. But what's been so promising is the response from people. Like, you have no idea how many. You know, I'm wearing a My Mizu t-shirt now. Like, I'd be walking around the street and then people would give me high fives, going, "Hey, oh, My really? Mizu!" Nice. Like, and this and this kind of thing. I mean, people have been so supportive of what we're doing. And I think what that shows is that um, there is this kind of deep-seated um, frustration and kind of want for change, desire to see some kind of systemic change, right? Yes. And so what we built this thing from zero um, with very little resources. And now we're saying, okay, well, look, with everyone's um, participation, we can take this to the next level. We have huge ambitions to make this a massive, massive thing. We just need everyone's support a little bit and then we can really kickstart this movement. So yeah, it is on Kickstarter right now. Mariko, anything else? No, you should back us. Yay. <laughs> you can get yeah. an awesome well, bottle. With, I've, yeah. I've backed you guys. <laughs> yeah, first day. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you. Yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> thank much you. appreciated. I'm with the movement yeah. here. All right. No, yeah. It's, it's really encouraging. Like Robin said, it's really encouraging just to see, you know, even people, you know, contributing. We've had a couple of com- people contribute just like a dollar, 109 yen or something, or like, you know, just put in a thousand yen whatever it's just like the support means so much to us or even just sharing it on social media the more people see this and like you you know just feeling like they can play a role in creating this new culture um yeah and if i can just say so we launched on the wednesday morning and by friday morning 8 a.m we had already um, reached our target uh, which is great yes I saw that. we had a phenomenal response awesome. but that doesn't mean it's over we're still <laughs> that's just the beginning right so yeah. we're, we're hoping to first really stage exactly first stage then introduce stage three and stage four and so yeah. on so on so. cool 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 and and kid how about people um like say i'm in the u.s or mm-hmm. i'm in germany can i use the, use the app yep that's a great question. Yeah, yeah. You, you can download the app wherever you are in the world. You can upload points wherever you are. We actually have had a lot of points uploaded in Paris, in British Columbia, in Australia. Um, yeah. French water fountains are awesome. Beautiful. Oh, really? <laughs> Paris, yeah. Parisian water We should water start fountains. posting some of the ones that people yeah. have posted because it's... Ah. Um, it's nice to see the different comparisons around the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, a lot of our time, like, you know, two in the morning, is just looking at water fountains. <laughs> it's kind of a crazy lifestyle. We actually have an amazing team of <laughs> and, volunteers. And, and refreshing the, the startup. <laughs> refreshing <laughs> the <laughs> <just> yeah. Obsessively. <laughs> yeah. obsessively. The, the two things he does. Uh, no, we have this amazing team of volunteers who's actually going through all of the, the posts, like the 800 and something posts that people have um, submitted mm. they're going through those and approving them editing the text so it's easy to understand in english and japanese um so if you are wherever you are in the world you can add your own data you can use it of course um depending on where you are there may be more or less information on the app uh, but anyone can help us to build that database and i think that the more information we have on there the more powerful it is the more people can you know use my music and and um you know start a new lifestyle if I can just add to that, so we we right now we have eight thousand uh, users from twenty nine countries, um, wow. and the reason we're kick, we're uh, crowdfunding is to develop a few new features for the app, right? And one of them is 
the ability to track your impact. So what that means is you can say, okay, over the course of a week, I saved 10 bottles, which equals uh, 10, um, whatever, however many grams of CO2 saved, which equals however many yen saved, right? And by tracking your impact, I can incentivize people. And so for next year, you know, leading up to the Olympics, we're going on a big 1 million bottle campaign wow. where we want to get everyone on the My Music platform to track their impact and then save 1 million bottles by the end of August 2020 when the when the Olympics and Paralympic Games finishes. So that's the next big campaign is the 1 million bottle campaign. So please one do join us. Campaign. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of bottles. Yes, <laughs> yes. I forgot to ask you, Mizu, what does that mean? The magic word. Yeah. Mizu means water in Japanese. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Those, for, those of you who don't know Japanese, yeah, my Mizu means basically my water, right? Exactly. Yeah. Cool, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. All right, um, I have one last curveball. Okay, Let's go. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, so, you know, I, I saw, like, this is, I don't know, maybe some weeks ago, you guys, you know, to, as a stress relief type of thing, you went to the batting cage, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who has the better swing? You're... I think Keiko. Keiko, like <laughs> hands down. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Keiko, and I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah. She, she, she's she, played like she's uh, national level sports, so yeah, yeah. like yeah, yeah. We we suck. suck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that was the first time I'd been to a batting cage. Uh, oh, yeah. I was terrible. I mean, it took me a good 15 balls to actually hit one. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hands down, Keiko on that one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> All right, Keiko. <laughs> yeah so uh yeah give, shout out your social media links and how how can people follow my mizu and where they can follow them sure so our website is www.mymizu that's m-y-m-i-z-u dot c-o mymizu.co our uh, instagram is at mymizu.co as well as our facebook and our twitter is at mymizuco without a dot which is a bit confusing um yeah, and you can check out our Kickstarter. If you just Google My Mizu and Kickstarter, it should come up straight away. I'll um, put all those links in the description of the podcast. Thank you very much. Post, and, your, post your My Mizu spots. If you post yeah. it in your stories, we'll, we'll, we'll reshare it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And can I just give a quick shout out yes. to our team? We have a phenomenal yes. team of people who've been you working. Did, I didn't want you to forget that. Yeah, oh, they've been working incredibly hard, and, and we're so lucky to have just a great, great group of people working on this. So big shout out. Yeah. Shout out to the My Mizu team. Yes. They're awesome. All right, that's it for uh, this episode. Thank you two for joining me. Thank you yeah. for having so us. Yeah. For having us. Yeah, I, I've been waiting for you guys. To no, come we, on. <laughs> we we were waiting for an invite. <laughs> <laughs> it's an honor. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, but yeah, that's it from Tokyo Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. Peace. Thank you for listening to the Raw Urban Mobile Podcast. For more episodes, please visit rump.podbean.com, or you can head straight to Google and type in Raw urban mobile podcast you can also listen to us on spotify itunes and wherever you can stream or download podcasts